0: Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And hold on to your butts, it's Jurassic Park.
1: For better or more. that face for
0: <laughs> i'm just enjoying
1: <laughs> amy joe how are you doing today i'm doing pretty well jeff how art thou
0: uh well i'm real excited to talk about this film i, I know you're wearing
1: your your say, winosaur tank top You've i am got wearing a
0: tank top as a show gift this is winosaur with a little t-rex holding a wine glass it seemed fitting for this film it seemed important <laughs> Jurassic Park is an action-adventure science fiction film directed by Steven Spielberg and written by David Kep and Michael Crichton that was released on June 11th 1993. Amy Joe what's your experience with Jurassic Park
1: well jeff i I've seen this movie many times <laughs> including in the theaters during its original release here's a <laughs> here's a fun story my parents because I think I when was this 93 yes yeah 93, so 94. I was 10. And my younger brother Aaron was eight. Um, And so my parents were like, okay, it's like a PG-13 film. We're going to go check it out first before we let you see this. And then at the theater, they at the screening, they run into my dad's brother Rick and then my cousins Josh and Jake, who are five and six years younger than myself. (laughs) So my mom was like, "Okay, great. Well, if Rick's brought their other kids, (laughs) I guess I gotta let Amy and Aaron (laughs) see this."
0: Exactly, exactly. I love it. I did not see this in theaters. I saw this at a. We switched. We moved when I was in third grade. So it was before third grade. But I remember because it was our neighbors that they had. I remember that VHS tape. I remember oh, yeah. that VHS cover and just being Didn't it like.
1: Didn't have like a clamshell or was it the slip, the slip out kind? Uh, I
0: remember the slip out. I remember the old slip out VHS. No, I remember that clamshell. Oh, God uh, boy. <laughs> but uh, I remember they, they were real big on uh, it's Like, oh, we're going to be babysitting you. It was like, yeah, put on a movie. <laughs> and I want to say before we start, I just, I wasn't even looking up Jurassic Park. I just like checked Facebook and saw people post this. This is an article from, uh, we're recording this on, let's say, 26, I think. Time has no meaning, but I believe we're recording this. No,
1: no, 26 was Friday, and this is mm-hmm. Sunday, mm-hmm. so it's okay,
0: the 28th. Great. It's the 28th. It's well, on June 22nd, this article, Jurassic Park, roars to number one again at Weekend Box Office 27 years after original release. The f- number one for the fourth time in its release history this past weekend is movie theaters tried to have a semblance during the COVID 19 pandemic over what is typically a big movie going weekend, to Father's Day. So a lot of this is from drive in theaters, not enough it's from drive in theaters. Drive-in um, movie. But yes, Jurassic Park was again at the top of the box office. We didn't even know that. And when we were like, we can't wait another week of this podcast before doing Finger Jurassic on the Park. Pulse stop the process we got a podcast on Jurassic Park (laughs) that movie from 1993 Uh, let's get into it now spoilers ahead if you haven't seen Jurassic Park somehow or haven't seen it in a while here is a brief-ish synopsis I
1: can give it to you in one word (laughs) Dinosaur (laughs) Dinosaur
0: Dino-DNA Industrialist John Hammond has created a theme park of cloned dinosaurs called Jurassic Park after one of the dinosaur handlers is killed by a velociraptor the park's investors represented by lawyer Donald Gennaro demand that experts visit the park and certified as safe. Gennaro invites mathematician and chaos theorist Ian Malcolm, while Hammond invites paleontologist Dr. Alan Grant and paleobotanist Dr. Ellie Sattler, which I love. First of all, I love, I mean, Laura Dern in this movie I just love, but I love that she's not, uh, they don't hyper-sexualize how they dress her, because so she could like, be running around I mean, she's in she's got
1: a short short, but so does everyone, really. She
0: does, but she's got, like, the big baggy, like, button-down tied up or- over the tank top. Yeah. She could just be running around in a tank top in shorts, but- her outfit in this first scene. She is rocking a Canadian tuxedo. She's got the jeans mm-hmm. and the, like, jean shirt and this big floppy guarding hat. She She's dressed like Shirley MacLaine in Steel Magnolias. It looks like Weezer <laughs> is digging up dinos. Uh, And it delighted me. Uh Unfortunately, the park's lead computer programmer Dennis Nedry has been bribed by Dotson. Dotson. We got Dotson here. A man working for Hammond's corporate rival to steal fertilized dinosaur embryos. Upon On arrival to the park, the group is shocked to see a live brachiosaurus. And they're like, oh, I see. This is a roll dinos.
1: I don't think I mean, other than being like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to finance your dig. For the next three years. Other than that, they're like, "What am I getting into?" They don't know,
0: right? Well, that I mean, seems
1: like that was a long-ish flight to, to not
0: to not them. ask questions. Well, yeah. I, I, I feel like he's just like, ooh, it's just a wee little bit longer." I just want it to be a big
1: surprise. Everybody have more champagne. Forgive <laughs> oh yeah, she's all just, of this accent. Just, just
0: loading them up with champagne to get them ready. That would be funny. If they were massively drunk. At yeah. That. Well, that's why when they first see the Brachiosaurus, uh, Sam Neil falls to the ground because he's drunk. <laughs>
1: That tracks. I think that's what we were supposed to take from that moment.
0: Uh At the park's visitor center, the group learns about the dinosaur cloning process and witnessed the birth of a velociraptor. During a luncheon, the group debates the ethics of cloning and the creation of the park with Malcolm giving a harsh warning about the implications of genetic engineering as a whole. And him, Grant and Sattler displaying severe apprehension about the park. Uh, I had to really quickly interject because in that scene behind one of the, there's this like PowerPoint going on behind their heads. Yeah. Uh, I never really looked at it. There's one shot, it might be behind Hammond's head. Let's turn it home. Go feel free to check. Where there's a slide behind him that says Jurassic 10, T E N N, and then it's cut off. Is that supposed to say Jurassic Tennis?
1: Are there tennis courts in Jurassic Park? I, what, was there anything, like a visual underneath? No, I you a do a not clue? believe so.
0: It's just T-E-N-T-E-N-N. I cannot think of other words, but I do just imagine it's like, perhaps after the T-Rex paddock, we can play, get, get in a wee game of
1: doubles. Jurassic Tennessee.
0: Jurassic Tennessee. Oh, a new Jurassic Park in every state. Maybe that's like the expansion rollout. We're going to
1: go from Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica to Tennessee. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
0: The group is then joined by Hammond's grandchildren, Lex and Tim, for a tour of the park, while Hammond oversees the tour from the park's control room. The tour encounters a sick triceratops and a tropical storm approaches the island. They decide to cut the tour short, and Ellie stays behind with the park's veterinarian to study the triceratops. Nedry deactivates the park's security system to gain access to the embryo storage room, which cuts power to the tour vehicles, stranding them, and deactivates most of the park's electric fences, allowing the Tyrannosaurus Rex to get loose and attack the group. Whoopsie! (laughs) Big whoop. Uh I guess they can't just you know and why even bother having the driver's seat with the wheel if you can't actually manually drive these know, cars? They're just sitting there like of... dum dums. Um for, yeah. Oh okay, okay, Hammond, spare no expense, maybe uh, allow the cars to be driven manually. Well, guy. clearly
1: they can when they're when they're going through the park and see the brachiosaurs, there there are drivers. Those are
0: different. I feel like vehicles. those are different vehicles. That's because that's before the tour. Once they're on the tour, they're on those tracks. They've got it's the like, little it's uh, like a, TVs. Yeah, but it's they still have a driver's seat, but no one's allowed to sit in the driver's seat with the it's wheel. It's a real waste it's of space, strange. too. That it's seems like at a theme park
1: where First you're trying strange. to maximize that moolah, you're going to have that as a, an op, a seat that you could sit in, even, even if you're not going to be able to operate the right. e- Even
0: having like a little robot driver, which is who could also be like, the, like oh, it's
1: me again, it could be Mr. A little,
0: DNA. a little
1: velociraptor wearing a chauffeur's hat. Ooh,
0: now we are talking. Like
1: just a fake one. Obviously, but wouldn't uh, that be cute?
0: Uh, excuse me, uh, you're supposed to make the left back there. <laughs> uh, never mind, sir. You know, you, I'm sure you know best. Uh, <laughs> Grant, Lex, and Tim escape while the T-Rex injures Malcolm and devours Gennaro. Nedry gets lost in the rain, crashes his Jeep Wrangler, and is killed by a Dilophosaurus.
1: In a classic scene so that we classic. all loved to reenact in so our youth. Classic. If you were my brother and I.
0: <laughs> so, which of you would be the Dilophosaurus and spit at the other Aaron.
1: one? Of
0: course. He would just be spitting at you.
1: Yes. He would like do and, and you like would, the hands. And like... you would
0: take a stick and be like, go go get it. Go get it, stupid.
1: Go get it. No, I would be like, Aaron, stop. <laughs> it was a real classic sibling oh, relation.
0: I am... Um... Unsurprised. <laughs> Sattler helps the park's game warden, Robert Muldoon, search for survivors, but they only find Malcolm and make a close escape from the T-Rex. Unable to reactivate the security system, Hammond and the park's chief engineer, Ray Arnold, Ray, hold on to your butts, Arnold, reboot the park system.
1: I must say, Sam Jackson's mm-hmm. w- work with the cigarette
0: really is good, unparalleled. Really We've not work.
1: seen this work <laughs> since Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> It's so good.
0: <laughs> just a constantly smoking cigarette. And
1: and just like, but able to talk and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very impressive. It's,
0: it's very impressive. Uh, Arnold heads to a maintenance shed to complete the rebooting process. And when he fails to return, Sattler and Muldoon head to the shed. They discover the shutdown has deactivated the remaining fences and released the Velociraptors. Muldoon distracts the raptors while Sattler goes to turn the power back on before being attacked by a raptor and discovering Arnold's severed arm. Meanwhile, Muldoon is caught off guard and killed by the other two raptors. <laughs> A girl. And this scene of Lord Dern having to like, like run and like running over these branches, swinging from branches, uh, just made me imagine. I, someone must have had, has to have done this. And if not, copyright and almost starring. Um, but t- someone must have created like a tough mutter like obstacle course marathon race designed like Jurassic Park where the gimmick is you've got all these obstacles you got to run around and run through but you're being chased by really fast runners but they all have to wear those inflatable T-Rex costumes. This is the
1: only way you're getting me to compete in any sort of competitive sport uh, anything involving running certainly. Actually I want that
0: to be like an Olympic sport like get like the actual Olympic racers and then just people that are pretty good at marathon but the Olympic racers have to wear big cumbersome (gasps) dinosaur outfits and chase after them. Uh, If they get them they get to hang on to gold uh grant tim and lex reach the visitor center grant heads out to look for sattler leaving tim and lex to be pursued by the raptors in an industrial kitchen but they escape and join grant and sattler Uh, Also, like, they filmed that industrial kitchen scene on uh, the actor that plays Tim's birthday, which is, uh, and he got injured, but he was like, okay, enough. It's
1: like, are you kidding? I'm getting chased by dinosaurs (laughs) on my birthday. What a way
0: to spend your birthday. Uh, Lex restores full power from the control room, allowing them to call Hammond, who in turn calls for help. They are cornered by the raptors, but they escape when the tyrannosaurus suddenly appears and kills the raptors. Hammond arrives in a jeep with Malcolm, and all of them board a helicopter to leave the island. Uh, the casting directors of Jurassic Park were Janet Hershenson and Jane Jenkins, Emmy nominees for Iron-Jawed Angels, and the casting directors of our previous episodes, The Princess Bride and Beetlejuice. Mm, Beetlejuice. Now, before we get into the actors almost considered, uh, note on directors, because this movie almost got directed by a whole bunch of different people, uh, because the studios all had a bid. Because this, this, when this book, I don't, the book hadn't even been published yet, and it was just a book called Jurassic Park from Michael Crichton, who was already like a hit writer right. that had a lot of his books adapted into film. And it's a book about dinosaurs. So everyone, all the studios- was like,
1: sign me up. Well, this is the thing I learned also. I mean, it might've been different in the nineties, but I imagine not mm-hmm. that different um, because my brother had a book published this year and he was saying, yes. when you're getting the book published, the film rights are like part of the whole publishing package. Mm. So like, especially if you're already like-
0: A big deal. A hit
1: writer, people are going to be bidding for that even yeah. before it's published.
0: Yeah. Um, so all these different studios had these bits to produce. If Warner Brothers had won the bid to produce, Tim Burton was attached to direct. Interesting. If Fox Studios won the bid to produce, Joe Dante of Gremlins was attached to direct. Interesting. If Columbia won, Richard Donner of Superman, Goonies, and Lethal Weapon was attached. <laughs> And James Cameron has stated that he wanted to make this movie, but the rights were bought a few hours before he could bid. (laughs) Wow. Upon seeing the movie, Cameron realized that Spielberg was the better choice to direct it, as his version would have been much more violent aliens with dinosaurs he said which quote wouldn't have been fair to children who relate to dinosaurs which of course when you see the movie you're just like all the kids don't come out being like ah. Uh, uh, uh. life finds a way mom they come out going <laughs> Rawr, and trying to bite you um or maybe that was me uh, uh, but michael creighton wasn't comfortable with the bidding war and instead met with all the directors to see who he felt could best handle the material and he went with spielberg Great. um but especially when you remember that like all this stuff that wasn't animatronic was supposed to be stop motion for all the dinosaurs. Oh, that makes sense. That's why they would
1: be looking at Burton. Um,
0: because this is like, the first time we were really doing CGI of this We talked to I mean,
1: I've seen this a lot. I went when it was uh, in mm-hmm. theaters for the 20th anniversary. I went and took yes. myself on like a Monday <laughs> night by myself. I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. Oh, of course. Um, I hadn't seen it in a while since then. But of course, we watched it a ton as kids. But yeah. then we've watched it. We'll throw this on because it's this, great. This is
0: such an easy film to just yeah. throw on.
1: But like when we watched it the other night Mm -hmm. when that t-rex comes out of the paddock and you're seeing like really like the real like puppet and uh, everything for the first time we're just like i I just went it still looks (laughs) so
0: good well i mean the animatronic especially really and and for this most part the cgi which it works really well because a so much of the cgi is at night when the cgi with the t-rex
1: always looks and
0: always looks better or like a little further away when that t-rex is chomping on those uh whatever they're called the when they're like they're hurting uh, uh they're hurting toward us mm-hmm. um the galley i'm like timmy's like the galley mamas
1: the the gally- gally- can't galileo them. right the
0: galley galileos uh Mamma mia figaro um it's really only that first shot of the brachiosaurus that i think doesn't hold up totally um because it's so bright and it, the the text like the, the light doesn't quite match but they do a really good job of um i forget there's some uh youtube video i watched where it was like before you could where you can now like program like where a light is and it affects everything on mm-hmm. screen but at that point they couldn't so they had to like
1: everything's build it. it's like
0: pretty much pretty much the equivalent of like painting it from the ground up oh, but they were really smart about having like a cgi with a single source of light on it like it looks much better when you can control the light and it's all uh mm-hmm. as much as you could do in camera and of course so much of his animatronic which automatically makes it so much better Great. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned, some may have just been discussed. This is all a little subjective. Uh, let's kick it off with Alan Grant. Amy Jo, thoughts on Sam Neill and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else?
1: I think Sam Neill is wonderful in this. It's. I mean, this is kind of like, uh, for similarly with like a lot of, I don't want to say ingenues, but kind of like more grown up. Uh, leading characters that aren't super character parts, uh-huh. um, I often find them boring. Sure, um, but he's not. I think he's great. Yeah, but he's also like I and I, I said this to you the other night when we were watching, and I was like, I think one of the reasons I also really like Sam Neill in this movie is I don't, I haven't seen him in a ton of other stuff, mm. so I don't have like a lot of other baggage that I'm bringing. To this performance and this characterization, you know what I mean,
0: right? You you weren't going into theaters in 1993 being like, but he was so mean to Holly Hunter in well, The Piano.
1: No, but I mean, even <laughs> sure, I definitely was not. But um, but even like now, it's like yeah. it's not Mel Gibson who right. number one we have a lot of personal baggage with, but also like he's Thankfully just not, done because
0: it's yeah. a lot harder to just throw on your movie and
1: yeah, be like, let's exactly. throw on the Mel Gibson movie. let's throw on Thunderdome. Um. Yikes. I don't know. I think he's really good. Um, he is excellent at acting. Yeah. And uh, he's very charming in this.
0: He sure is. I I love... See, we had a slightly different opinion. I think he's got such great dad energy. You think he's got such great uncle energy, which yes. I think both are very fitting for the role. Absolutely. But um, it, it is like because imagining like other, which we'll get into the actors considered, but it, it's really more of an ensemble film. Like he's technically the lead, but I mean, really the dinosaurs are the lead because there's like yeah. long stretches where he's not in the film. Mm-hmm. And like the whole side plot or whatever of him and Lex and Tim is like not a ton of time,
1: but it has a tremendous impact. Of
0: course it sure does. But you're spending so much time with Ian Malcolm. You're spending time with LA Sadler and you're like with Muldoon. And then we're like, there's so many and Nedry and like, there's so many things going on. Um, that I feel like if you have too big of an an actor in here you're like well why aren't we following the lead he should be like leading the film whereas he's most of it is he's just just trying to run away he's just like running away and trying to keep these kids safe. Trying
1: to survive man.
0: He's trying to survive but I mean him pretending to be electrocuted by that fence is like such a dad energy. Well
1: one of my thoughts that I had who's a much more famous actor but who also has very strong dad energy Mm -hmm. at least more nowadays is Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. I totally buy him as like because you want someone who's like I'm a nerdy scientist but also a scientist that's willing to stand out in the heat for you know and yeah. dig
0: i dig it I, I i think tim tom hanks would be a great yeah. great choice
1: yeah who's my other oh my <laughs> right my other thought is like if this were if this had been done 10 years earlier like mm. harrison ford oh. Oh, makes okay. a lot of sense for An, this. a
0: 1983 version i think so i gotcha i gotcha Uh, Well, Sam Neill was cast as Grant three or four weeks before filming began. Wow! Neill said that, quote, it all happened real quick. I hadn't read the book, knew nothing about it, hadn't heard anything about it. And in a matter of weeks, I'm working with Spielberg. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) But uh, right off the bat of
1: who was considered
0: Harrison Ford.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love it when I'm right.
0: He turned it down as he felt the part wasn't right for him. And whether or not he's like, it feels like I'm playing Indiana Jones again. You even have him wearing this fedora. Well, I think that's but part of it. he's is not the... leading yeah. the thing. Um And in 1983, he did The Fugitive instead, which is a big movie for him. Oh, so, so it's right. like, and a, a better fit. But I, I so see it. It's like, you need that like, the guy that's constantly covered in dust and dirt when <laughs> working with his hands. And it's just kind of like, ah, oh, you want me to be working with, like, but you play? know what? I you, want, also... you want me to watching these kids, Marion?
1: But I know a lot of
0: stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm real. Well, I mean, he's like what is, i mean archeologists paleontologists What's, they're not so uh, different they dig things Indie- up Indie- they Indie- know the history right right uh william hurt turned it down without reading the script um i guess he was just like dinosaurs don't like them. well well yeah
1: i don't think that was a good choice for william hurt <laughs> i don't
0: either i see that too and i mean even though he had an oscar at that point for kiss of the spider woman he's still like not a superstar, right. so he's someone that I could also i could I could see him benefit from a huge blockbuster, but totally. I mean, the one blockbuster I know that William Hurt did was later in the '90s. He did the movie version of Lost in Space, which hot skipped it.
1: I oh yeah, skipped
0: it. Not good, not good. Um, here's one person who worked with Spielberg several times, Richard Dreyfuss.
1: That. I it would be a very different performance, obviously, but True. um he's just so much more energetically forward, um mm. than uh, Sam Neill. Yeah, but he's a very good actor. I go, I agree, absolutely.
0: Uh, and and since he wasn't doing Jurassic Park, instead in 1993 he could do the sequel to Stake Out, another Stakeout, which I rented. Many times from the library, never saw the original because the original it's one of those those times where it's like the original is R, but the sequel is PG 13. So it might have, I don't even think I even, it might have also just been that they didn't have the first one at the library that we Uh went to. uh Uh, But that second, the second one, because the first one's Richard Dreyfus and Emilio Estevez, and the second one they add in Rosie O'Donnell, and it's, I think it's like.
1: I've oh. truly never heard of these films. <laughs>
0: um, well, it's just another stakeout. It's like Rose O'Donnell and Richard Dreyfuss having to go undercover as a married couple with their son, Emilio Estevez, or something. It's very silly. It's so, <sighs> it's so stupid. There was no reason for me to rent this from the library multiple times, let alone one. Um, <laughs> and... Also, once again, uh, two points for Amy Jo. We should start keeping track of these. Uh, Mel uh, Gibson was considered. I
1: didn't mean it. (laughs) I didn't
0: want it. No, of course not. Of course we don't want it. I mean, I see it. He would have been fine. I mean, if Richard Donner had directed it, we might have gotten Mel Gibson because of the lethal weapon connection. Yeah. Next up, we, Kurt Russell turned it down well, due to salary demands, which well, also makes sense if you're like... You
1: got to pay for them dino's, see? You got to pay that for That T-Rex dinos. commands a pretty penny. And you know who doesn't? Sam Neill. <laughs> Sam the Neill t- yeah, the t- is they now were the- living his Australian <laughs> winery owner dreams. right? You know?
0: But you're, you're right. The, the, most of the budget uh, was wrapped up in the T-Rex. He was really the one that was holding out the most because the Velociraptors caved early in uh, the... Negotiations, but the mm, T Rex, they mm-hmm. they had to shell out some a, a truckload of money she for that T Rex. What
1: she is worth? That
0: T Rex does not leave the house for less than She's ten like, mil.
1: You don't have me. You can't end this film in a happy way for your humans. It's
0: so true, which I love. I mean, I don't I assume you maybe didn't know that, but um. The original ending was just supposed to be the dinosaur skeletons were supposed to fall and crush the velociraptors. And Spielberg was like, I'm pretty sure the T-Rex is the hero of the film. So he, that's why the T-Rex just that. appears. Oh! And I was like, we just want to see that T-Rex again. Uh, which you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Spielberg. Um, I could see this person, Dennis Quaid. Oh, sure. Because uh, yeah, once yeah. again, it's that similar-ish the, dad, There are all uncle, these kind NRG. of guys who
1: were doing these similar kinds of films around this era. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, three years later, he would... Uh, wrestle with his own giant lizard and dragonheart.
1: Right. See, I've blocked all of this. The only thing I remember about Dragonheart is uh and now I'm forgetting. Sean Connery? No.
0: As the voice of a dragon? David well, David Thulis? Yes. David Thulis. Cuz I like sure. him as an actor and I remember great. seeing I that David in Thulis. the theater's
1: going like, I like this guy. And later it's like it's cuz he's a weird <laughs> character. No, actor. you
0: liked him because that was the villain of the piece and you oh! always love the villains. Well,
1: there can be <laughs> multiple reasons.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> next up, which
1: I forgot that he
0: because he just seems so much younger than some of these other people. Dylan McDermott was considered.
1: I couldn't tell you what this man looks like. Well, <laughs> I think I sold him glasses when I used to work on Bleecker Street, but I could not tell you well, what he Well, he doesn't like.
0: look like Dermot Mulroney. I'll okay. tell you that. No,
1: it was definitely Dylan McDermott. Yeah. We sold him sunglasses. Oh, speaking and of, when of he uh, left...
0: Steel Magnolias. He's also in uh, Steel Magnolias. See, I again, never one... saw it. Never okay, saw enough. it.
1: Um, I've seen it on the American stage. Fair enough. But um, no, we sold him sunglasses and he left and people were like, that was Dylan McDermott. I was like, yeah. that's a name I've heard. <laughs> I like Dylan McDermott. It wasn't as bad as when... <laughs> When my friend Adam and I were alone in the store and it started raining and Tom Brady came in and Mm -hmm. we were like, that guy's probably an athlete. And he left. We were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Tom Brady. (laughs) His girlfriend lives down the street. Oh, he's very famous.
0: Oh, brother. Uh, If I like Dylan McDermott. I think he would have been fine. Kevin Costner was considered another very similar.
1: Sure, sure, He's in the Quaid camp, you know?
0: Yeah, but I mean, of course, with his blockbusters, two years later, he'd do Waterworld, and then two years after that, The Postman. So, Costner, you done goofed, my guy. (gasps) Although I don't think he'd necessarily turned it down. He might have just been considered and rejected, but Uh uh, uh, uh Jurassic Park would be a much better uh, franchise to be associated with than the non-franchises. Waterworld and The Postman. (laughs) Uh, Robin Williams was considered.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah, this was the same year as Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean,
1: you're going to get that dad energy. He's got that energy.
0: I mean, I so see, I mean, the moment, of course, within this that I most, it's kind of the moment that I'm weighing all these options against is, is are them pretending to get electrocuted at yeah, the yeah. fence and Robin Williams of course is getting pretending to get electrocuted at the fence
1: yes he um, might be doing too much pretending to get electrocuted yeah, off the fence yeah, you know what I mean. Bit.
0: Well, I mean with this I, I just imagine him in Jumanji in terms of the most similar of like oh, he's, it's him so he's running around there's a bunch of CGI monsters he's protecting he's protecting this like one girl <laughs> yeah, and a slightly younger boy <laughs> right, he's got his he's got his blonde girlfriend you're so right um, I swap out is Jeff Goldblum with David Alan Greer it's the yeah. same movie
1: I mean and is Van pelt not just evil Muldoon. i don't remember i saw jumanji in theaters and jeff that was a long time ago van pelt is the hunter that's hunting him sure (sighs) sounds like it
0: and finally and this would have been james cameron's choice Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: <laughs> no. But but
0: you have to like imagine. Look, James... I have
1: been looking at dinosaur bones all around the world in between my workouts. I have been
0: studying all of these bones, waiting for the day when I could murder one for you.
1: I want to lift an entire life, T-Rex. Oh,
0: it's just like a oh, bench press and yes, a tri-
1: yes. Can't you see it?
0: Oh, you know, you know it would be the sick Triceratops. They'd be like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta get her back to the to the med vent. <laughs> Don't med- worry, I've got. Med- Tent. Uh, exactly, he's like, okay, I got it, And just like lifts her up onto the truck.
1: Oh, man. Um,
0: but especially when James Cameron said that it would be aliens with dinosaurs. Well, that so
1: makes sense. It's so you- absurd.
0: I just pictured the end of Commando, but instead of random goons, it's all velociraptors and Arnold with a giant machine gun mowing them down, going like, you're extinct again. It's honestly
1: much more in the vein of Jurassic World, because that's just so much more of an absurd action film, I think.
0: It is, but and they still really only kill the one evil dino in that no, movie where is it's this not baby? that oh.
1: dinosaur's fault it was engineered <sighs> that way i mean they all were though is the thing i know so i think it's appropriate that bd wong comes back as a villain
0: yes love it love it we'll, we'll get to bd wong yeah. um great let's move on to john hammond
1: amy joe thoughts on richard attenborough and i love him who would you cast if you had to cast someone else um he's wonderful he's a delight he's a voice in all of our heads we love mm-hmm. um but yes, oh, I have written here. What a cheerful billionaire! Um, uh, <laughs> um, just so so. Yeah, jaunty. I think I
0: I forgot to look up the synopsis of the books. And neither of us have read the book, listener at home. But I'm in the book. He's much more of uh, like he gets killed at the end of the book, but like rightfully so. It's kind of like yeah, because that's what you get. Because he's kind of like
1: a well, jerk. Yeah, uh, they, I think that's part of it too. Is. Not like I know lots of billionaires, but I have met some and it's not that they're oh, wow. not very nice. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you work in commercial theater, you meet people, even if it's mm. it just in kind of in passing. And it's not that they're not very nice socially or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm like trying to picture some people puttering around with this like Scottish grandpa act. And it's <laughs> a little hard to picture. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, but I have here one of my favorite um, actors who would have been quite old at this time is richard harris
0: yes who i just love also and then
1: thinking about of course when he died and uh, michael Gambon took over for dumbledore i was like michael gambin it'll be great i can see that the the kind of uh british islesness i think is very Mm. helpful in part of his like charm you know um i also have sean Connery, although he would have been i think Mm. perhaps still a little too young at this point maybe not Mm -hmm. and then uh, this I thought would be really fun this would be James Earl Jones.
0: I would love James Earl Jones in that bass yes. voice. Welcome to Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park.
1: Spared no expense. <laughs> um, yeah, and he he in I mean granted this was a lot more recently, but he was Simba. in that Broadway.
0: Don't go near the Velociraptor <laughs> cage. We are, our domain does not pass to there.
1: In in uh, the Broadway revival, you can't take it with you. He played like the sweet old grandpa role. Yes, so it's like yes, kind of yes. like yeah yeah yeah. Well, most of his roles
0: it. nowadays are a sweet old grandpa well, role.
1: He's for the gentleman. past
0: two decades, since The Sandlot, he's been playing Sweetle Grandpa roles. Well, you know,
1: if it works, <laughs>
0: if it works, it works. Um, Great. So, first of all, Michael Cryan intended Hammond to be a dark Walt Disney, which I yeah. love. That. Yeah. Uh, and Steven Spielberg saw many parallels to himself in the character of John Hammond, so he fittingly cast a fellow filmmaker in the role, which I thought was a fun. A little ah, bit of trivia is that in this movie, Spielberg is directing the man who beat him to the Best Director Oscar in 1983 because Spielberg was up for Best Director for ET and Attenborough won it for Gandhi. Uh, in, in 1983. In
1: 1983. It sounded like you said 90. I'm so sorry. One sec. 1983.
0: Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Um, well, because this is a hard-ish shoot uh, where they were filming uh, in terms of weather conditions. Well, so, yeah, they're in like
1: Hawaii and Costa yeah, Rica, oh, they right? Yeah, a
0: full-blown hurricane hit. So Ooh. when when Hurricane Aniki hit, the cast and crew were all required to move into the ballroom of the hotel in which they were staying. Sir Richard Attenborough, however, stayed in his hotel room and slept through the entire event. When asked how he could possibly have done this, Attenborough replied, My dear boy, I survived the Blitz!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh
0: boy. Which apparently... Apparently, Samuel Jackson was to have he was supposed to have a big, lengthy death scene, but that set was completely destroyed by the hurricane, which oh, is why no. you just see like this like party city prop arm um, that Laura Durham pulls out like a monster's gag. Um, the
1: moment is still very effective. It but... sure
0: it sure is. It sure is. But it is like she gets scared by velociraptor, backs to a wall, a hand goes whoomp on her shoulder, she goes like <gasps> Oh, Arnold, I'm so good. And then she's like, oh no. And it's, so, it's just so comical yeah. to me. There's
1: some good meat on them bones. Oh, um,
0: literally.
1: Why, why are, that's what I'm saying. Velociraptors is wasteful.
0: Very, very are true. They very hungry? true. Let's get into it. Uh, up for John Hammond marlon brando <laughs> which i see I, but he's I, just I get, so i
1: get why they would think because he would do this could be a good he idea he would do
0: island of dr moreau oh, in like a no. year or two and that, that's at the level of how checked out he is oh, geez. Which, and welcome to jurassic park um i just
1: Ge- yeah, no, no, no 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 he's no, just too no, tired. No.
0: he just didn't, didn't want to be making those I'm, movies at that point you know,
1: god bless no, no. he had done no. his time
0: yeah uh james cameron's pick charlton heston <laughs> take your stinking claws off me you damn dirty (laughs) raptor well that's more
1: dark walt disney uh, true well true but actually
0: i was just thinking the one of the few things i do know about the book is that at the end they blow the island up um which is why then in the sequel they're like oh we had this whole other island where we were grown the dinosaurs too mm. because they blew up the island at the end. Um, which is actually fitting if you have like them blow up the island is the full ending of Planet of the Apes of like, you maniacs, you blew it up. Um, and it could just be planet, planet of the Dinos, which is kind of where the franchise is at now. Like the latest... The last Jurassic Park movie, which, oh, you did not see it? I didn't it. see it. You did not see Fallen... I saw
1: Jurassic World. Yes,
0: but Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom ends with, like, the dinosaurs are like loose and it's like, it ends like a T-Rex breaking into a zoo and him and a lion roar at each other. It's like, they're like now running around the, the real world. Um, So it should just, it should slowly turn into the newer trilogy of the Planet of the Apes movies where uh, they start talking and like forming armies uh-huh. against humans. Uh-huh. Uh, Because really like, I don't want to see Chris Pratt as the lead of these films anymore. I want it to be a T or T Rex or Velociraptor voiced by Andy Serkis. Uh. <laughs>
1: Who would be like absolutely? When do I show up?
0: I love. It. I would love it. I would love it. No- oh, hold up! That sound
1: means it is time to play a quick round
0: of two truths and some guy ding, 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 ding the way it works. Two of the following actors were up for the role of John Hammond, and one is a lie, and Amy Jo is to guess which is which. Your options are Michael Caine, Clint Eastwood, and Sean Connery.
1: Oh! Interesting.
0: Isn't it just?
1: Yes! <laughs> um, hmm. I oh. These could all so easily be choices and not choices you know what i mean all all of them feel like yeah sure i'm gonna say the yeah th- there's a
0: reason i didn't give you like this actor this actor and the blob from the steve mcqueen 1950s film the blob okay
1: all i'm saying is i could see sometimes you're like really they consider that person stupid idea of course, of course, of course these of all course. feel like yeah i can see why someone yeah. would think that's a good idea all right i think I want the lie to be Clint Eastwood, so I'm going to say that.
0: Incorrect. Yeah, I thought so. Dragon.
1: Well, it's either I'm right or I'm wrong with my and heads. Try
0: again, or, or let me rephrase: no, 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 double no. or nothing. No,
1: no, I meant because I yeah. I had Sean Connery on my list. Yes,
0: true, true. You um, did. So do you, do you think that you were right? Did you think that you and Spielberg were both thinking Sean Connery, or do you think that yeah. no one wanted you? You're right. Sean Connery was up for it. Michael Caine is the lie, but I I mean I picked him because of it's the great. In terms of the British Isles, uh, opposed Precisely. to Clint Eastwood was like, welcome to Jurassic I feel like also Park. if this
1: movie was made even 10 years later, Michael yeah. K- or 10, 15, Michael Caine's like, yeah, of course. yes, I'm cleaning up on yeah. all the Alfreds. Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> absolutely. Um, and Sean Connery turned it down because his price was too high, of course. Which, sure,
1: yeah, sure.
0: Let's keep it going with Ellie Sattler. Amy Jo, thoughts on Laura Dern? And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else?
1: I love her. She's great. So good. I'm so thrilled for the dernaissance that has occurred. I know,
0: yeah, huge comeback, huge,
1: huge. huge. Um, her in Big Little Lies in season two when she is getting <laughs> that photo shoot done and she's standing in a power pose in like a bright pink suit. So good. Laughing outside of her it's pool. Like a, isn't like
0: a sequined suit.
1: It's whatever it is. I. It's, it's fantastic. Fabulous. And you
0: should own a version. I
1: need. I need it in every color. Um, but, oh man, I was just like, this is so great because it's also like, I really appreciate an actor who can tear up the scenery and still be like, yeah, I believe that's a person, but it's very different than how she plays Ellie Sadler, which is to say, just with a quiet dignity.
0: Yeah, um, just a very like grounded, getting get my hands dirty, very yeah. like boots on the ground head, like head for like shoulder first energy, which I, I think love. She's
1: great. Yeah. Now this, the, my, my initial thoughts for people that are definitely older than Laura Dern but I think around the same time we're doing kind of similar parts who we have mm-hmm. posited for other roles yeah. already in this pod <laughs> okay. would be Gina Davis Love it. and Sigourney Weaver. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I right. can see them both do you know, they both yeah, also yeah, yeah. like that they, they they all three feel kind of like of a piece yeah. and and of that era. Um because I was thinking about Laura Dern and Big Little Lies I was like, oh if this were like like this movie, not mm. Jurassic World, obviously. But if this movie were made today, I'm like, oh, mm. Zoe Kravitz could be an interesting choice. Ooh, yeah, I think she's sure. fantastic.
0: She's great. Um, and Love then Zoe.
1: another thought I had was. The gal who's the lead of Knives Out, who I think is going to be in... Anna De Armas, yes. who I
0: ha- would have picked as well. I got, I've got t- I had two thoughts: one for that, that point, one for it, when it was made, and one for today. And today, like, oh, Anna De Armas, and I was like, you know what? I mean, you're pretty much keeping the same age diff between Laura Dern and Sam Neill, but it was made today. I could also see Daniel Craig as yeah. Alan Grant. Yeah, he's uh, a and, bit older. Well, man. I mean, yes, but she's gonna play a Bond girl in the new Bond film, and no, I'm pretty so sure it's straight, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. his well, Bond. Well, I get it. They're very charming um, on screen together. Yeah. And at the time, I just wanted her to be in everything. She would not break into Hollywood until 1997 with Tomorrow Never Dies. But I want Michelle Yeoh as Ellie yes. because her, I was like, why? What, what is it? Like, why do I keep thinking Michelle Yeoh with Ellie? And it's because she plays a botanist in this Danny Boyle sci-fi movie, Sunshine, where on this, she's got all of her plants on this spaceship. And I was just thinking that same, like, my plants And <laughs> This Energy. plant's been extinct for uh, a million I, I, years. And I think she would have been great too. Uh, But let's kick it off with the actors who actually were considered. And ding, 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 another point for Amy Jo. Because reportedly, first of all, I've seen two conflicting things. I've seen that Laura Dern was Spielberg's first choice. And I've seen that this actor was Spielberg's reported first choice, Sigourney Weaver. Siggy, who would be
1: delightful, yes. of course. We love, we stand, we, we adore. We love,
0: we love, we love that, Siggy. And also, ding, 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 another point for me. Joe, Gina Davis was considered, which would have been it. a little awkward since her and Jeff Goldblum got divorced in 1990.
1: <gasps> right. Ooh, I and forgot then, about and, Well, that. and then
0: Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern got together and were engaged from 95 to 97. Oh,
1: really? I didn't know this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a little skewed <laughs> out, TBH.
0: I know, I know. Oh. Although it works great for... Her oh, chemistry with, yes with Jeff Goldblum in this movie where you're like, of course, these two are just like going nuts for each yeah, other. This
1: seems like a good time to mention that like when, when I saw this when I was a kid, I always thought like, right. oh, what a kooky guy. You know, oh, he's just wacky. Yeah. Like, no, then, he is. Well, then when I went and saw it by myself in 2013 and he like steps onto the screen and basically when he's doing the, the scene where he's like putting the water drops. Oh, and her he's hand, just
0: caressing her wrist.
1: Yeah. I was just like oh, I know this guy. Like, I had a very different relationship yeah, Jeff to him at age... Well, yes, I had a very different relationship at age 30 right, and at right, age right. 10, obviously, yeah. but I was like, oh, I see with new eyes what's happening here. My innocence! Long
0: gone! Um, so there are two clips online of different actors that were uh, had other screen tests uh one who i really enjoyed i think the screen test is great helen hunt uh who i I think would have been great yeah and she had just started mad about you in 92 so she was still like pretty much relative unknown a real fresh face uh and one who i didn't care for was gwyneth paltrow it helps when steven spielberg is your godfather that (laughs)
1: does help yeah i mean i can she'd be fine
0: But I don't think nearly nearly
1: as good as... Judging
0: from the screen test, I doubt it. That's right, you saw the screen test. That's what I'm saying, is judging from that, where it's like, Laura Dern and Helen Hunt look like they know what they're talking about, and Gwyneth Paltrow (laughs) is just staring... (laughs) in a blank space remembering like the mumbo jumbo she's saying yes
1: that's that kind of makes me think of what you were saying um in the princess bride up about robin wright coming in and and reading for some other movie where it's like this is not the thing and then coming in for the thing and being like oh this lines up okay yeah she's reading for
0: the rob reiner earlier film the short thing and they were like she's also too young at that point and yeah uh sandra bullock tested um which but if she had done Jurassic Park she wouldn't have been able to shoot 1993's Demolition Man <laughs> so <laughs> and she had speed speed was 94 and then while you were sleeping it were 95 and those like that was like the one you punched that was like oh, oh Sandy gosh. you're America's sweetheart Demolition uh, but... Man. we would have lost out on <laughs> uh, Sandy
1: Bullock talking about murder death kills and with well, all her 90s we'll, nostalgia we'll, we'll do an
0: episode on Demolition Man at some oh, point I and pray. we'll see who else is up for that um <laughs> According to Spielberg, Christina Applegate turned it down, which could have been because she was in the middle of Married with Children. So it could have been scheduling or maybe she didn't actually turn it down. Once again, it's everything's a little subjective of what we're seeing in interviews and articles on the Internet. Of course,
1: in the hindsight. Um,
0: Right. But Christina Applegate, it's fine. It's fine. Um, This person would have been great. Julianne Moore, who would, of course, go on to do the Lost World Jurassic Park.
1: Oh, gosh. Yes, of course.
0: Um, Who's also in The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. And also, she was in Benny in June and Shortcuts, so she had a big she ninety nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and she she wasn't June.
1: No, no, she was not.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so she was still like in much more of like smaller roles. she, yeah. didn't, she didn't really break into like Boogie Nights it was kind of like the and dr- Lost World were kind of like the big things that uh, Lost World. Yeah, the Lost World.
1: Wait, is that, which sequel is that?
0: That's the second movie.
1: The second, I thought you were talking about the Jurassic kind of World? revivals. Yes, Jurassic no. World. And I was like, she won an no. Oscar no, no, no. before. That. I said she, you could say she, she's, she's broke into she's Hollywood. She's also
0: not in Jurassic World. But she is who, in The who, Lost
1: who World. Who is it? Oh, wait, no, no, no. It's uh,
0: Bryce Dallas Howard? Well, that, that other, other redhead? Who
1: played her sister? Judy Greer. Judy Greer. <laughs> Look, I saw. Her We're theaters. still waiting
0: for Judy Greer to get to lead movies and stop making her sad divorced moms. Come Judy on, Greer is better Hollywood? than that. Uh, give her a comedy. Give her co- I, mean, well, I mean, she's she's doing so many comedies. But I'm like, give her like an actual like yeah, meaty yeah, 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 yeah. role. Uh Nicole Kidman auditioned,
1: which sure, I get it, I dig it. She was not. She had not. F- she needed to divorce the crews before yeah. she could break into her own like, oh, wait, it's no, true. she's an excellent actress. Yeah,
0: you're not wrong. Uh, Julia Lewis auditioned, which is an sure. interesting
1: choice. Uh, I can see it. She's she's definitely trades a lot on her, quote unquote, quirky energy. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not furious. Yeah. At that.
0: I, I, I like Julia Lewis a lot, yeah. but it's a, a weirder fit. Uma Thurman tested. Which I sure, love that Uma. Sure, I can see that. She
1: she definitely is someone who I believe can rattle off a lot of nonsense and make it sound like she knows what she's yes, talking I about.
0: Yes, I buy someone I buy as the paleobotanist, yes. and someone that I could buy in like your action ish scenes, which are sure. mainly involve running away. Yes, and one good solid kick at the fence when the raptor's trying to get her and is on the other side of the fence. That's that like that really kick at the fence. <laughs> she she gets that one kick at the fence, and then Samuel gets to kick that one raptor in the face with his big booted shoe when he's when it comes up in in like the ceiling tile. Like that's really the biggest close, the closest we get. To action where you know Arnold is like I have to personally break three raptors next um, <laughs> what
1: else what is this why? movie why what
0: is this movie um, Robin Wright was reportedly offered uh, it and turned it down another love it great love it speaking of Robin it. Wright yeah Laura Linney was considered of course which yes. i see which unfortunate no
1: nonsense laura yes
0: but unfortunate because she didn't get this because i can't imagine she, if she, she had congo? done i know because oh, she did the next no. the next michael crichton film adaptation uh, congo oh speaking of that's that's just a line that Arnold would have had in this movie that was like, what was, what does she say? She's got like a laser gun in Congo where she says something along the lines of like, you're going back on the endangered species list yes. and blast a gorilla apart.' which is a real is Arnold a line. Real Arno line. It's very
1: incongruous coming out of Laura Linney's face. <laughs> a little You're bit. like, aren't you like a serious person?
0: Okay. <laughs> she wasn't yet. Uh, Julia Roberts tested. No. Which is Yeah. I say. You say no. Yeah. Mariska Hargate.
1: Okay. Uh
0: yeah, which We
1: know she's good at spouting facts.
0: And you know, you've are doing a walk and talk. But you do already have BD Wong in your film. So you might as well, if you have her, get Chris Maloney as Alan Grant <laughs> and Ice T <laughs> as Ian Malcolm. Yes! Get the gang back together. Before uh, they ever got before together. Before they ever got together. Time has no meaning. Quarantine. Um <laughs> Renee Zellweger was considered. Huh which I like. I mean she's got it's she's fine. got yeah. an interesting energy. This yeah. is bef- this is before she really really broke out. Yeah. Um so I mean she you know, Jeremy Maguire is only a few years away. She oh, just got to right, hang right, on right. and she'll be fine cuz I think in like 1995 she's in some Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel with Are Matthew you? McConaughey. So it was like, she she was like, just get her out of here. Get her out of yeah. <laughs> making these movies. Um, Jodie Foster, which of oh, course, that makes a ton of I, f- sense. I feel like she's almost a little too big. If you've got Sam Neill and, and two time Academy Award winner Jodie Foster, your movie's a little unbalanced. It's like you want her to then be leading the charge and having more, the she most do. She might have done do.
1: more kicking, you know? A l- just a couple more kicks. Just a couple more kicks. A couple of more kicks.
0: Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Speaking I of it. someone that see it.
1: Also, haven't she just done Catwoman?
0: Pretty big. uh, Yeah, I think Catwoman was like 92, yeah. so she just didn't, just coming off Catwoman. I mean, if it was the Tim Burton version,
1: mm-hmm. when I
0: cast her, Um, he, he also might have cast Arnold considering he wanted Arnold for Beetlejuice. Yikes.
1: <laughs> An all-around yikes.
0: Uh, This person definitely could have benefited from Jurassic Park, Ali Sheedy.
1: Oh, interesting. I know. Because also, I forget, like, she was so young in Breakfast Club that right, she's, right. you know like uh, of an appropriate age to play that part come 93
0: absolutely uh would have also helped her jennifer gray was considered oh yeah yeah. Um, yeah because after dirty dancing in 87 like she wasn't she really could have used a boost a big boost um who oh, i like this option jamie lee curtis was considered oh, i love it I love it love it love it love it love it and uh well you know no, I was going to say, you know what? James Cameron had also worked with Sigourney on Alien, so he probably would have gone with her. I'm trying to imagine in his version uh-huh. um, because he would work with Jamie Lee Curtis like a year or two later in True Lies, speaking of Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, no. This is who James Cameron would have had as Ellie Sattler, Linda Hamilton. Talk about someone who's <laughs> punching a velociraptor's lights out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But imagine her and Arnold. Imagining
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Linda Hamilton with Charlton Heston. What oh. a bananas film. Oh, yo, yo. yo. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was considered. Eh, sure. It's fine. But then she might not have been free to do Hocus Pocus. A classic. Classique. Uh, oh, Amy Jo. You'll be so pleased. Oh, dear. Oh dear You'll be oh dear. so pleased. Not oh, dear. Joan Cusack was considered. <gasps>
1: Oh, but it kind of hurts my feelings that she then didn't get it.
0: It shouldn't, though. Because if she had done Jurassic
1: Park... She couldn't have done Anna Family Values? She could not have
0: done Anna Family Values.
1: Well, walk away, Joan! We need Debbie (laughs) (laughs) Jelinski! Okay, we're all good. We're We're all good. We're all good.
0: good. And finally, Deborah Winger was considered, which she had a big year in 1993. Uh, She she was in that movie Shadowlands with Anthony Hopkins about C.S. Lewis. She was in some movie called A Dangerous Woman. But then she was in this movie... That I needed to read the plot description of. Okay. It's called Wilder Napalm. It's a movie with, uh, speaking of, Dennis Quaid and Arliss Howard. Here's the plot description. Wilder and Wallace are brothers and pyrokinetics. Ever since childhood, they've been able to start fires with their minds, cool. but following a tragedy in which they accidentally killed a man, the brothers have grown up very differently. Wilder has become a regular nine-to-five work-a-day Joe, but Wallace performs his feats with a traveling circus. When the circus comes to Wilder's hometown, Wallace starts coming on strong to Wilder's wife, Vita, who ironically is a slight pyromaniac. Wilder um, Napalm. This...
1: You know what? There's so, many, there's so many wonderful plays and films that don't, get, that don't made. get made. And someone, not one someone, many people had to decide that to make this wild a should get wow. money and be produced and released. <laughs> and that is astonishing to me.
0: That is indeed astonishing. Um, let's move on to Lex. Amy, your thoughts on Ariana Richards? And it's fine if you don't have someone else up for it because it's like, well, you know, it's all a kid. of mine
1: for the kids were yeah. combos. They oh, were a okay. package deal. Package deal. For Lex and So,
0: so it was you and your brother, Aaron.
1: We are at the top of my list, yes. <gasps> ah! <laughs> but I then definitely have. How could Aaron be playing Tim if he wasn't playing the Dilophosaurus? <laughs> Look. <laughs> We're shapeshifters. We're performers. One day, one thing, one thing. The next, you know. Haven't you ever heard of a dual role to real Peter Sellers kind of situation? Of course, but of course, I that. I have Mary Kate and Ashley Olson, but one in drag, Ooh. and then I said, or Lizzie Olson in drag, and mm. then that would probably mean Ashley would be playing. Um, she I, was stronger. I, th- of the, I think of the, we all know Ashley Mary- was more of the actor, and oh. Mar- although Mary Kate made. Films a little later on. I
0: do not remember. One of them has like a few episode arc on like season two of Weeds. Um, Now that's like a 12 years ago, a decade ago.
1: Well, wasn't Mary Kate was in that film with Ben Kingsley. Um, The film with Ben Kingsley. I was living in New York at the time, which narrows it down to the last 15 years. (laughs) I don't recall. Is Mary Kate or Ashley? I think Mary Kate. I don't recall Mary Kate. Maybe it was Lizzie. I'm pretty sure it was Mary Kate being And in... she was in some film where like she made out with Ben Kingsley or something. Made out
0: with Ben are you sure this wasn't a nightmare you had? Well,
1: maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was just like, you know, uh, I fell asleep on the train and that's what um, I thought I was seeing an ad. Is
0: this no. I was gonna say the whackness.
1: That sounds like it could be a thing. She could be, could be thing. in the
0: wackness. Uh, So first of all, Ariana Richards, who plays Lex Murphy, said, quote, I was called into a casting office and they just wanted me to scream. I heard they were just having like all the girls just test like of who could it scream. Sounds like, like the
1: very first commercial edition I ever had. Uh,
0: I, and I heard later on that Steven had watched a few girls on tape that day and I was the only one who ended up waking up his sleeping wife on the couch, Kate Capshaw, and she came running through the hallway to see if the kids were all right. Oh. So that's like, that's the way they, what a great way to be like, okay, great. Which I'm I'm imagining Spielberg testing all of his like movies like that. <laughs> like all the kids have to scream like E.T. in Jurassic Park. Anytime he's working with kids, he just like plays videos of them screaming and see which one wakes up Kate. Kate the, their household must be a nightmare. Kate is like, Steven, I'm just trying to sleep. Stop. Playing children, screaming, <laughs> the children, Stephen! The children
1: were screaming!
0: Have you checked on the children, Kate? Um, So, three women were up for Lex, or I guess at the time, three girls. Christina Ricci auditioned uh-huh, once again. Course. She couldn't have done it. She was busy doing
1: Adam's Family Values we're with Joan all Cusack. better off.
0: Uh, Anna Klumsky auditioned. <gasps> My
1: doppelganger, for the listeners who don't know what I look like, <laughs> when I was younger... Pretty much at least once a week, if not more frequently, and I am not exaggerating, from the age of 10 when the film My Girl came out till I was about 17, at least once a week someone would say like, has anyone ever told you you look like the girl from My Girl?
0: And you'd be like, not this week?
1: <laughs> no. Not wow, today? Never. And then I met her. I got oh. sold glasses to her and I was like, she's much shorter than I am. Okay. So, you know, and this is before Veep that we met right, so like i right. went and saw her in some off-broadway show too because i was like i gotta check out oh, my doppelganger amazing you know but then you chop your hair yeah. off and you're six feet tall and, and people start making that comparison but, of
0: course of course Oh, uh, she's um, great yeah and i would forgotten this movie existed i forget i feel like my cousins might have thrown this on at some point uh that she and christina ricci would yes. go on to star in gold diggers the secret of bear mountain yes. in yes they were on
1: rafts together and stuff oh
0: there you go i there loved go. them
1: both come on
0: and Claire Danes was oh, considered um which was that little Woman was in 1984 so in like one year Claire Danes would have both little women and my so-called life. Wow. So she had a nice she, cleaned up. she had a very touchy death need scene, Jurassic park,
1: you know. She
0: was. She was. Um let's keep it going with Tim. That's on Joseph Mazzello. We only got one person out for him, but uh it's too good not to mention. Tell me. Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: <gasps> well, you could have had Jake and um oh my gosh, what's his sister's name? maggie thank you, <laughs> you i was could like, have
0: had jake and maggie jalen hall oh my this gosh is true. a real brosis sis combination yeah also i had to mention because i don't know how i never really noticed that tim is dressed exactly like alan grant it's except so- that he's wearing shorts instead of full-length khakis i think that's what it was i always got distracted by the combo of the shorts and like full-length socks just kind of bunched at the ankle because mm-hmm. that was a real jeff ronan look when i was his age um but he is <laughs> He's just exactly like him, and I realized because he's got the jean shirt, he's got the little neckerchief. A, he needs that hat and those sunglasses to complete the look, which oh, would be completely hilarious. But I, that might have been they might have had that, and that is too much. But because you know he's read Alan Grant's book, I was like, clearly that has to be his, his author, author photo, photo on the dust on like the dust, <laughs> the dust j- jacket. jacket. Um, but a. We were missing the joke of showing the picture, but B. Once again, maybe they did that and then realized, wait, this means that Alan Grant is dressed exactly like his author photo on his book. Could you imagine having your outfit, your author photo, and that's how you just walk around day to day? It feels well, a yes, little presumptuous for a, a guy that like, seems a little down to earth and doesn't totally. want. the but it's want like a real. Attention. Like I
1: was just listening to a thing about Elizabeth Holmes, who was the Silicon Valley like oh, yeah. blood company. You know, she wore the same outfit every day you know maybe maybe Alan Grant is like this works for me I don't have to think about it I just get up I put on the well, look he
0: does have a slightly different look in that first scene when Lord Dern is dressed fair, as Weezer fair.
1: fair, fair, fair,
0: fair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to Muldoon. Amy Joe, your thoughts on Bob Peck as Muldoon. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else?
1: My thoughts are, this is the first time hearing that actor's name, which yeah. is a crime and a shame. It,
0: well, he passed away in 1999. Oh. And he really didn't have a ton of high-profile films. This was really the main one. And mm-hmm. I was curious. I was like, well, how did he wind up involved in this? And it might have been... Because he played the Marine officer at the end of the 1990 adaptation of Lord of the Flies, which was cast oh. by Janet Hershinson and hey, Jane hey, Jenkins. Hey, hey, so hey, they hey, might have hey. been like, oh, you know what? What about that? Like the, the, what maybe Spielberg wanted the, like an unknown as well totally. in the mix so like they be like how about that guy he was great um, is what I imagine and until someone tells me otherwise that's well, that the makes fact. Makes sense.
1: I mean, casting directors is literally their job to just remember actors and then go like, what about this guy?
0: Oh, of but it could also. I mean, Spielberg could have also been that's like,
1: very true. what's that
0: guy that I saw nah, in this what obscure? About that <laughs> guy?
1: Hey, yeah, hey, it's me, yes, yeah, hey, Steven, Steven Spielberg. Steve-y. Oh, the hey, Spiels. baby, Bob Peck. Mm, but, 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 but. I think he's great. My answer is. It's an iconic performance. It, well, because, especially almost,
0: because that's what we know him from. It's like so totally. tied into but, this character. Truly, really,
1: like almost every line reading is something that you could say and people would know what you were referencing. Of course. you know, like he has some of the most famous lines. That, you know, you can...
0: and some of the most famous legs. Those shorts hey, on with, those and talk legs. Talk about
1: those, like those uh, 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 socks pulled all the way up, and you're Ooh, like, yeah. show now off the calf. That's baby. how you
0: wear them. That's Take how you some make notes. it work. I would love if the Take end. <laughs> I would love if at the by the end of the film, Tim is dressed like Muldoon instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it, um, no, I think he's great, um of course, shoot her and I, I'm clever incredible. girl being yes, of uh, you would know. What film I was talking <laughs> about, no matter what, you know, those are great. Um, I think he's great. Funnily enough, on mm-hmm. my list, yeah, <laughs> I have Arnold as an option. Sure, like, why not? Stupid, yeah, but I could, see, you know. Then you're like, it would have yeah, to yeah, be yeah.
0: a whole movie starring Muldoon. If the movie followed Muldoon, if he's just like the, yeah. well, really, that's kind of a little more similar to Jurassic World, where he's not, he's not the whatever, I forget already Muldoon's actual position, but like Chris Pratt's like role in Jurassic World, yes, like you got the guy yes. with, the, with, the, with him that usually strength guns. I'm in with guns. the dinos. I'm in with the dinos.
1: Um, my other thought for a more contemporary choice, and this is a very different vibe, but mm-hmm. I think more similar to Bob Peck than Arnold, which is Thomas Hardy.
0: Ooh, yeah. Because
1: I just buy that kind of brooding. Yeah. I'm one with these extinct creatures. And also, you don't know as much as I do. I'm not going to hold it against you, but I'm also never sure. going to let you forget um, about danger.
0: There's nothing about that that really made me think of it. But for the reason that I did just pop in my head, imagine Charles dance as oh, Muldoon. Doom.
1: classic. Tywin yes. Lannister himself.
0: Yes. Uh, other thoughts that I had, would I, I felt like Hugo Weaving would have been like oh, real yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it was me today... I want Idris Elba as Muldoon. Yes. Forget about it. But at the time, I was like, because Forget about it. Cause he's the best thing about that awful Congo adaptation, playing a similar character, I would have liked Ernie Hudson because oh, he's like yeah. this really badass hunter in Absolutely. Congo in this off Terrible what a waste, film. what a waste. True. Um, But he would have been real cool in this. And yeah, Ernie Hudson sure. is great and doesn't get enough to do, so uh, it would have been cool if he'd gotten yes, this nice little him, meaty supporting a, role.
1: Let him have some classic line deliveries. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so we had three actors that were up from Muldoon right off the bat. Bob Hoskins.
1: Okay. Very uh, here's different. Here's the thing. I love Bob Hoskins. I think he was one of our great actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm interested.
0: Sure, sure. I'm unfortunately in 1993 he was making the Super Mario Brothers movie. Well, someone
1: had to do it, I suppose. It I was suppose, gonna happen. I suppose. Happen sometime. Well,
0: the fans wanted David Devito's Mario, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, um, next up, Jeffrey Rush, who wouldn't re- break oh. out into Hollywood until um, Shine in 1996, right. which won him oh, an Oscar. I can
1: totally see him but, doing uh, this. He yeah, has a very that. similar energy. That same kind of like. You know, that guy's mysterious. Right.
0: And I think this is my favorite of the three actors I actually considered. Brian Cox was considered oh, yeah. that's someone I want hunting. He's kind of in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the more recent ape movie. He's like the guy running this like... This zoo the, the monkeys that monkeys uh-huh, have to rebel against. Uh-huh. He's not like a real. as a very like hard nosed. It's, it's a more angrier version of Muldoon, but I can totally Who's see to him. Say,
1: that guy seems hot, angry and nah, justifiably so.
0: Muldoon or Brian Cox? Mm, Muldoon. I was gonna say Brian, Brian Cox. We, Cox seems well, to... we just watched an adorable video of him teaching his grandson to be or not so to be. Cute.
1: <laughs> yes, he's very nice. My brother. I mean, you live in New York long enough. You sell a lot of things to a lot of famous people. My brother definitely sold him soap. So. <laughs> Between glasses and
0: soap, you and your brother have sold everything to everyone we both worked on
1: Bleecker Street for several years. Uh, And that's where a lot of people go to like, do-do-do-do-do, let me do some shopping.
0: Sure. And finally, with our characters, with other actors up for the role, we've got Ian Malcolm. So Amy Jo, your thoughts on Jeff Goldblum and who would you cast if you had to cast someone
1: else? Well, I, I think he's wonderful. It's such a weird performance in a way that feels like again like i said earlier oh, i've i've totally met this person you know i've legitimately let, met Jeff Goldblum he held an elevator for me one time but i don't mean that i mean like i've legitimately met like this kind of guy where you're like huh oh, boy, oh boy. Mm-hmm. um but he's fantastic he's great yeah. he's so weird and he's still like thinking about like Thor Ragnarok or his when he was a guest on RuPaul's Drag Race he's oh just seems like a lot of this feels like yeah. it could only come from this very what? particular human yeah it
0: feels like a very specific it's like a character alpha male which yes. is a very weird. You don't yes, get a lot of that of exactly uh, someone right. that's like a weird, quirky character type. But he's also someone that's trying to sleep with your wife.
1: I'm going to come in and take <laughs> Ober. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think he's great. What are my other thoughts? Oh, I have written here also slightly tinted lenses. Oy. Um, <laughs> it's different if- it's different if they're transition lenses which just still make you look slightly like a serial killer if mm-hmm. you're like you've just come inside from outside but no he's wearing tinted lenses which I sometimes it's healthier for your eyes but it does make you look like a creep just a psa again from someone who sold eyewear for many years i was my gonna thoughts. say
0: you could have been selling tinted lenses to jeff goldblum
1: i could have we sold tinted lenses to a lot of fancy people but jeff goldblum was not one of them oh um, this, is, this
0: is our uh ian malcolm line <laughs> it's all tinted We've got our Alan Grant aviators over here. The thing
1: is, when you're when you're selling like a lot of the same kind of stock or whatever, you do tend to have like ways that you describe them that people can hook into, you mm-hmm. know, because people, it's like, okay, people want a big chunky frame to one of this. So you have to have kind of like your fun ways of selling it. So yeah. that would actually be a positive way. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, these are like Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic Park, but I'd like sell it up. you know? Oh, of course, of course. Um, I never would put anyone to anything I thought was hideous. Just want to put that out there. I would hope you know. Not. Um, So I had a lot of thoughts for just very different people i thought that uh, this would be very different but like david bowie would be a very interesting Ooh, energy in so this.
0: different but i love it
1: i'm not mad about love it I love
0: it i also it's a very different look i want to see i wish i could have seen david, david bowie Bowie's... in all that all black like yes. leather jacket and those glasses is uh and also of course i just want to see him lounging out with the shirt open yes, of course <laughs> yes
1: he's ready he's been ready um th- life
0: finds a way <laughs>
1: Um a thought that I had for someone who <laughs> is perhaps even more notoriously um uncomfortable than Jeff Goldblum mm. but who oh. might be good in this part is David Duchovny. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone who just like really it. leans into that like Sure slightly predatory well, kind you
0: know, of speaking of I, I, jillian anderson would have been really good ellie Sattler. Oh, i'm yes. surprised that she wasn't considered absolutely yeah.
1: absolutely um and then this was a fun thought i want kate mckinnon to play this part i mean well, you know of what? course you do I want kate mckinnon um, and everything but you can just picture her do. coming in and like this just that same kind of like yeah, it's a very strong Holtzman, actually. Of course. The scientist who comes in and, like, takes yeah, over yeah, everything, and yeah. you're like, what is this person's deal? I don't know, but I think <laughs> I like it.
0: Yeah. All all of my thoughts are all if it was made today. I can't think of anyone else at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, Stephen Yun, who played Glenn on Walking Dead, he's also in Sorry to Bother You mm-hmm. and this uh, film Burning. Uh, in, I think it was in Sorry to Bother You. Also, Lakeith Stanfield, who's the lead of Sorry to Bother You, I think would be an interesting Ian Malcolm. Oh, yeah. um, He's great. Uh, is that is that like part of the subplots is that he's like starts dating Lakeith's girlfriend Tessa Thompson in the film. So there's also that energy of he's like I'm the I'm the friend, but I'm also now moving in on your girl. Mm. Um, he's also just like, a really cool guy from like interviews and all, and I think he'd be really good. Um, we haven't talked about him yet on this podcast, surprisingly, but Andrew Scott I think would be really interesting. <gasps> Moriarty from Sherlock um, is probably what one he's of best these greatest known actors
1: of our time. And a
0: really amazing, <gasps> amazing actor, and if you need someone like with that like weird character. Energy, but he can like shoulder front, and you're like, "Uh oh, he's coming after my girlfriend." Yes, Um, no, you
1: totally. He's got, he definitely has like a. You're never quite sure what's going on with that guy, and you're like, "Is he hitting on this person?" (laughs) Uh, I think yes, Uh, which works really well for this character. Absolutely,
0: and Oscar Isaac, who I could also see as Alan Grant, I think would be really good as either one. Um, so Janet Hershinson the film's casting director, felt Jeff Goldblum would be the right choice to play Ian Malcolm after reading the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, upon learning that he'd been cast as Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum, who had read the novel to prepare, he went out and bought all of his clothes that the character would wear. So he bought his costume, apparently. Oh. Um, Because he's described in the book as wearing all black, coming from Dallas, hence the cowboy boots, and like a typical chaos theorist, behaving like a rock star, hence the leather jacket, sunglasses, and jewelry.
1: Okay, look, I'm from originally Fort Worth, (laughs) Texas, and I'm trying to imagine... someone looking like that walking around well i think
0: that's just the cowboy boots is the only nod to him being from from dallas oh man Um, i also those are the stupidest trivia thing that i saw but i had to say it although his character is opposed to it jeff goldblum thinks a dinosaur safari park is a cool idea
1: (laughs) 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 yes he's an actor Uh, not a tician.
0: yeah but still in real in real life I don't think it would be a cool idea I think it'd be like well, you fools what are you doing did I you know, not learn like, anything from the movie Jurassic Park been,
1: it could also have been for like a kids magazine like, I think dinosaurs are a cool <laughs> idea
0: yeah when Jeff Goldman was getting interviewed for Nickelodeon magazine yes precisely um, so the second choice according to Hershenson this actor was terrific too but I think pretty quickly we all love the idea of Jeff Jim Carrey
1: apparently oh. gave a great
0: audition. Well, yeah,
1: he's a total weirdo.
0: He sure is. And also can like shoulder front like yeah. that energy and being like, oh, now you're uh, just yeah. hitting on yep. hitting on me. Because um, he was about to break. Because we've, as you mentioned before, he was in Living Color at this point, 93. And 94 was the year of Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask. Mm-hmm. So he was doing just fine. But I wonder what his career would have been like in the 90s if his breakout thing was ju- uh, Jurassic yeah. Park, where he's still funny, but he's like definitely would be reigned in more yes, compared to like, the was, living cartoons of the masked um, dumber and ace ventura truman show 96
1: 96 so, i think either 96 or 98
0: i want to say 96 which is that's when like the first time people were like oh jim carrey can like that's actually it. i saw act, that
1: in theaters so i want to say i was in high school so 98 makes makes
0: 98 might be man on the moon i think is what i'm conflating right, man
1: on the moon those were those that was just like one two punch the of like, was and then the majestic trying, in yeah. 2001 was just like oh, that was in two thousand one. I'm a yeah, service actor, just really um, like trying to like. Uh, so clearly, he was interested in it, you know.
0: Oh, of course, I think he was interested in doing anything. But like, once it broke, like, oh, you're you could make the most money doing your yes! wacky faces and being an I'm, amazing, gifted physical comedian,
1: being Gumby, yeah.
0: And he wrote that, and then hit Truman Show, which was great for him. But yeah. I mean, it's not like Truman 1996 is so far off from 93. But when it's the first thing that yeah, a lot of people absolutely. are seeing, it really, if you weren't how watching you. in living color, I think it would have. Like, I don't know. It really shapes
1: it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It
0: really does shape it differently. Um, James Cameron's choice. Probably the most reasonable of James Cameron's choices. <gasps> Bill Paxton.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Which I can see. I mean. I th- can
1: see it. I don't like it as m- I mean, I like yeah. Bill Paxton, but yeah. I, I don't think he's he's quite as. Uh, just he doesn't have quite that chaos energy you want from this a is true. chaos-tician. This is true. He
0: does play a similar. I
1: think he'd be much more of a choice for Alan Grant.
0: That, yeah, I, I mean, that's like, and he's like, Twister is kind of his version of I that, know. of poor him, guy. him and Helen Hunt. Yeah. Oh, it made a lot of money. Well, I'm a little poor guy in the fact that he's passed away, but... Oh, I know.
1: But, I mean, in the 90s. <laughs>
0: Cameron Thor, a.k.a. Dodson. We got
1: oh, Dodson here.
0: Had It's a real
1: consolation prize. I know. Well,
0: I don't remember. He's apparently also in Hook. No idea as who. Hmm. I'm assuming a pirate or... Someone like a lawyer friend it might be
1: like the one know. on the phone I don't know. talking to Robin Williams when he f- gets the, when he f- flings it into the snow,
0: it could be. But uh, anyway, he was in hook. So that was like, he got an audition for Ian Malcolm and like, well, that ain't going to work out. We'll give you Dotson's consolation prize. And also I, I love that. Like we, we'd already been planning to do this episode and like all this news now on Jurassic Park stuff coming out um, because he just got, I didn't realize he's a, a sex offender. Oh. So his character is coming back in the new Jurassic world movie, but to be recast by Campbell Scott um great which sure i don't need especially if you're gonna recast because it's one thing when you bring back bd wong and it's like that's great but if you're gonna bring back a character but uh, recast it anyway just just have it be a different person it's yeah. like unless yeah. you're gonna, you really have to have some because either you don't have a reference to like either dotson we've got dotson here or don't get cheap on me dotson the two best Dotson related lines they that are, are not great. said by Dotson, said no. by Dennis Nedry, Wayne Knight. I couldn't um, tell you. B- but you, you either th- don't have those or if you do, then it's going to be so hammy and such a stupid wink to like remember yeah. the one scene of Dotson.
1: If you had, if you had like a bunch of pictures laid out in front of me of guys who looked yeah. vaguely similar and put hats on them, I yes. I wouldn't probably be able to pick out. Dotson. Right.
0: Well, because he has that hat and sunglasses because he's in disguise.
1: Exactly. <laughs> See, <it laughs> although
0: worked. You know what? I'm going to call it now. Listen at home. Whenever, whenever movies come out again, period. But when Jurassic World uh, Dominion, Domination or whatever it's called comes out. I think Dominion. Domination. Domination. Whenever it comes out, here's my guess is how they reference it. Our introduction to Dotson, Campbell Scott will be him shaving with a can of Barbasol shaving cream. I'm calling it now, uh, folks. We're going to go back to this episode in a year's time for me to (laughs) reap the rewards. (laughs) Um, uh, Next up, the following actors all screen tested. Ted Danson, which is, I mean, he is like, uh, thinking of him on cheers. You're like, oh, he's a hunky guy who's like, totally, very he's, funny. You know, picking up women all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, okay. I it's see, okay. I, I see he's another one that like I could even see as Alan Grant, but he's not
1: quite. Absolutely. He's kind of in between the two. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Steve. Gutenberg, what is the no, Goot doing anywhere good. near this? The no, goots. no, 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 no. Get that Goots away.
1: <laughs> goodbye, um, Goots.
0: Goodbye, Goots. Um, Michael J. Fox was considered.
1: That is fascinating. That would have honestly been a great move for him, just doing energetically something very different. You yeah. Know?
0: I dig it. I dig kind of see it's a, it. It's so different. I mean, the height difference alone between him and Jeff Goldblum.
1: Uh, yes,
0: yes. Jeff Goldblum, of course, made a movie called The Tall Guy. Uh,
1: and he is. Again, he held an elevator for me once because I was carrying a humidifier. And uh, he's quite tall.
0: But if it was me, I know, could literally hold the elevator for you, Amy <laughs> Joe. I
1: could take it out of the, the wall. I got
0: the triceratops on the <laughs> one shoulder and the elevator <laughs> on the other. <laughs> um, Bruce Campbell was considered.
1: I see that. I'm not mad about it i know but i, I love Jeff Bruce Campbell. A much better yeah. choice. he's just always reads just the slightest bit hammy yes yes which um, works well in some things that we've mentioned
0: another actor would pop up in uh, in congo is that brief cameo at the oh, beginning he's laura right, Linney's boyfriend right. who's got like w- two lines eats a candy bar looks off screen at a monkey we don't see and screams and then he's dead <laughs> dead <laughs> yeah, dead uh johnny depp
1: was considered sure who, no yeah
0: i know i know who probably would have been cast if burton Burton did it. you probably up. Well, have as Jeff.
1: we know, or
0: our final person, Michael Keaton. Now yes. that
1: now I'm is someone, If
0: not Jeff Goldblum, I think Michael Keaton is the best choice because yes. once again, he's got that quirky, oddball energy. Who can kind of easily ride the line between support. He, he can yeah. easily th- be your supporting actor. He's not taking over. He's a and he actor. can be the lead. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so those are all the characters that I found other casting options for. So before we move on, we're going to do a quick segment of trading places. So if one of the actors almost cast did land the role and it led to them subsequently trading careers with the actor who actually was cast, who would you most like to see? For example, if Arnold Schwarzenegger had been cast as Alan Grant, it means he would have gone on to do Event Horizon and Peaky Blinders, and Sam Neill would have gone on to do Jingle All the Way and Mr. Freeze and Batman and Robin. And become
1: the governor of California. And if you
0: want to extend that to their actual like full <laughs> lives, yes, Sam Neill would have been the governor of California, and Arnold would have been like tending a farm in New a Zealand. A winery, yes. A winery. Oh, yes. good, for, good for him. So uh, I'll go first. This is a tough one, but I would do Michael Keaton. Malcolm? Because mm-hmm. it's not you're not you're not making the film worse or even better, no. arguably, which would, I mean, if you're doing Arnold, you're making this film worse. Yes.
1: yes. Um,
0: Sorry. But they're both quirky character leads. So I think instead it would just give cool, different, weird energies to their other roles. So Michael Keaton as Grandmaster in Thor yeah, Ragnarok yeah, yeah. and Jeff Goldblum would be Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. But also, also in the sequel to this in The Lost World. Jeff Goldblum looks so bored as the lead, and I think Michael Keaton would, would have, have been in a little bit more. Because Jeff Goldblum is like he's not really he he like had his leads like the fly, and he leads some things occasionally, but he's still always better for me as supporting. Yeah. Michael Keaton is someone that I love supporting or lead, so I think Michael Keaton could have like kept the franchise going I a little stronger. Am, however,
1: interested in Jeff Goldblum and Birdman?
0: Um, well, yeah, sure. I mean, that's the thing. Like all of their
1: no, but I'm saying as a lead, like I oh, still I gotcha, think that I be... got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got you. I don't disagree.
0: I don't disagree all right amy joe your thoughts
1: okay i think they're both great so this is not like a gee that's really what will liven up right. the sitch but i think it'd be really fun to swap out uh laura dern with uma thurman because then we're getting laura dern and kill bill love that but we're getting uma and big little lies uma's also winning it. an it's oscar great. maybe sure. you know like sure. i think there's a lot of Yeah, but interesting possibilities.
0: Also, this would make uh, Laura Dern Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin, and as good. I'm not mad about that. Uh, Uma Thurman is probably the only good thing about that movie, but uh, Laura Dern, I want to see as a supervillain. Yes, that is what we are missing. The one thing that in Laura Dern, the Laura Dernessance that we need is Laura Dern to be a villain and a superhero. Come on, Marvel,
1: you do a lot of movies. (laughs) Get it together. (laughs) You gotta have some villain coming up that you need
0: that that's, you you're already like okay well what if we cast Kate Blanchett oh wait we already cast Kate Blanchett what if we cast wh- whoever oh we already cast them in this uh you know who you hadn't cast Lord Loving, Dern
1: baby <laughs> or Uma cast Uma too for that matter and in you know a, what a...
0: cast Uma because she we need the Uma because Uma's been having a bit of a
1: well she's also been raising kids
0: yeah but still the, yeah. when she does you know she was on Broadway she well yes and the Persian woman which no one saw no. um but my point being Lord Dern. Lord, when Lord Dermer went to TV, it was Big Little Lies. When with went to TV, it was The Slap.
1: Right, I heard of that because it the shot in slap. New York.
0: Yeah, mm. new, um, great. So there were a few characters we didn't mention, so I want to briefly touch on them. Starting with Dennis Nedry, that villain who gets <laughs> tarred in the face with a Dilophosaurus spit.
1: Look, hoisted on his own petard, if you on, ask on me.
0: Now uh, played, of course, by Wayne Knight of. Newman fame on Seinfeld, many things. Mm-hmm. I saw him play Santa Claus himself in Elf on Broadway. Oh, uh, And he my was gosh. delightful. At the
1: Hirschfeld, where Kinky was <laughs> played.
0: where, where Kinky played, where Amy, Amy Jo was the dialect coach for, a few. I spent a lot now, of
1: happy hours at the, the <laughs> Al Hirschfeld Theater.
0: Picked up on that yet over our episodes. Uh, so upon seeing Basic Instinct, Steven Spielberg noticed Wayne Knight and immediately wanted him for Nedry. He stayed through the end credits just to justify his name. <gasps> I love that. And Knight ended up being the first actor cast. I love that. <laughs> Sam Neal didn't cast till three weeks out from filming. Wayne Knight is cast like eight months ago.
1: This is an example of what people tell us all the time as actors, where it's like sometimes the thing that makes you feel like you're the most like uh, unputtable into a box or whatever like that's the thing no. if you're like what i do really well is this thing it's going to make you more castable and people are going to go i know exactly what to do with that person that Dennis Nedry see
0: absolutely 100% we we got to mention i mean we've talked a bit about it but Samuel Jackson as Ray Arnold is like the year fantastic. before pulp fiction the year before you really broke <laughs> just <I'm>, i <laughs> In the James Cameron version, there's no way it's like Jim, you cannot have this character named Arnold. I keep getting confused. You keep saying Arnold come to set, and there's only one Arnold who is it but me. (laughs) Who is it but me? Um, but Samuel Jackson is so good, yeah, he's so good. Um, wish he had more to do on your butts, but
1: I mean, again, one of the most classic lines, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and we got it, we got it. We got chat about B.D. Wong. We got gotcha. it. Touch as Dr. Henry Wu, the lab technician, who's the only actor to come back in Jurassic World, has a full black turtleneck wearing That's villain. Great. So good.
1: It's such smart casting. I mean, for one thing, it's because B.D. Wong then went on to like have a big career in television. Like he's on done SVU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SVU, but he also is on Mr. Robot. And oh, of um, course, right, right, right. Oh, I think he was on it...
0: Gotham. I think he played one of he's, the, the villains for, for a little so while. So
1: much. Yeah. Um and. So I think to have, it's just such a lovely through line that of course, one of the scientists who developed the way in which they did this would still have an investment in making it work yeah. and it would be one of the people that people who were interested in bringing the park back would go to, to yeah. make it happen. It's so, it's so smart. And also he's great.
0: <laughs> he sure is. All right. So we're at final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on Jurassic Park, Amy? It's pretty good. (laughs) I love it. I love this movie. You know what? It's a pretty dang good film, y'all. And now while watching, specifically Muldoon, I (laughs) had a thought of other, of like, it could be this actor, it could be that actor, actor. and then I thought of a Muppet. And I was like, hold up. What if we cast (laughs) this entire film with Muppets? So real quick, we're going to go down the the character list and give our picks on which Muppet we would have star. And you can have one of the actors stay the same. So let's start it off with... We'll do the name and then one, two, three, and we'll both say. So Alan Grant, one, two, three. Kermit. Kermit. Come on, is the star. Yay. Ellie Sattler, one, two, three. Miss Piggy, Piggy. Come on, forget about it. Ian Malcolm, one, two, three. Gon- Gonzo. So, yes, it's that quirky energy. <laughs> and occasionally he can lead. John. Okay, now let's see if we start differently. Okay, okay. John Hammond, one, two, three. Fozzie. Fozzie. Okay. <laughs> see the thing with fozzy doing it is i could see him being like we spared no expense waka waka and right behind him like things are falling over everything's going like terrible and he's just like all right muldoon one two three sam eagle oh see this is what seeing it i was like that stiff sam eagle like clever girl yes um
1: Stella i have and said, waldorf well, like as Muldoon. how they both played jacob marley
0: <laughs> you're right they're marley we're and Muldoon. And Muldoon. Muldoon.
1: shooter, shooter! <laughs> oh
0: brother oh brother okay great uh so the lawyer Gennaro. okay one two three rizzo. scooter rizzo love it come love on it. you gotta
1: have that like scrappy energy and kind of like this guy and we're gonna make a fortune
0: see Riz- oh, here's my thing the way that he walks as the lawyer, specifically in that first scene when he's like trying to step very carefully, he walks like a Muppet, but he walks like the Muppet that has like the legs. So that's why I wanted to him be Scooter. Like but someone Scooter's that's a little- too
1: sweet. <laughs> Scooter's just a, like a, a nice scientist, you K- know? Kermit, maybe we could have a a, a
0: discount day for yeah, Jurassic Park. A coupon day. day. Um, all right. Dr. Henry Wu, BD Wong. One, two, three. Bonson. BD Wong. BD Wong. Give <laughs> me BD Wong. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so, okay. For the kids. So, Tim- one, two, three. Robin. Robin. Yes, yes, yes. And for Lex. <laughs> one, two, three. Camilla. One of the little pigs in Muppet Christmas Carol. Ah, that's a
1: better choice. Camilla's the chicken.
0: <laughs> oh, man. This little chicken that's just like <laughs> at the computer. It's just like, oh, I, you, know it's you, I know this. I know this. I love it. I love it. Uh, so Ray Arnold, Samuel Jackson. One, two, three. Samuel Sandoval L. Jackson. Eagle. Oh, I okay, see, I see, okay. I see. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I can see it as well. I, I also see Sam Eagle with a cigarette in his. Mouth. Yeah, I go just see it. <laughs> um, Dennis Nedry. One, two, three. Pepe Bunsen. the King prawn. Bunsen, ooh, I do dig that as yes. I, I like Bunsen mm-hmm. as because he's more like the technician actually yes, yes, in the, yes. as the scientist. Um something about Pepe the King prawn. Uh, when I'm like, who could who could be your villain? And I'm like, Pepe I could would say be
1: Pepe the King prawn mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. never come to mind ever in my life.
0: <laughs> and finally, we'll have uh the T-rex. One, two, three, snook on.
1: Animal. Oh, <laughs> yes. Or, you know. <laughs> would be good this is not quite Muppets but it's Jim Henson mm-hmm. world as uh, Snuffleupagus of course Snuffleupagus
0: well Snuffleupagus I think is the brachiosaurus that they first see that's just oh, like or yeah. he's a triceratops he's got oh, an upset she... tummy
1: <laughs> yeah Big Bird's the Brachiosaurus. <laughs> oh,
0: Big Bird hi uh, no Big Bird is your T-Rex Big Bird is just like hello there because he's <laughs> the hero Big Bird is really the lead of Sesame that's Street true, so true. Big Bird is your lead of the uh, oh man that's, yeah it's really good. Sesame Street's getting the short end so we've got the Muppets all got to be these characters and then the sesame street gets to be the dinosaurs well so, so the,
1: the fraggles can be the dinosaurs oh too. the
0: fraggles can be dinosaurs too they're, they're those little uh the herd of the galley yes, who's what's it yeah galileo um, Gal, galileo Mamma mia figaro um no no elmo is the dilophosaurus
1: no no elmo is a little baby raptor hatching of
0: course of Hi, course baby
1: elmo. <laughs> come on little one yeah come on yeah come and then uh you know who else if we're including um if we are including Jim Henson, Larger Universe. We have to now. Yeah. I've really done it. Uh-huh. Um, You potentially have a few great places to cast Oscar the Grouch. You mm. know, you, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very different Dennis Nedry. That's Nedre, a real Dennis Nedry. I mean, his desk That's, is a mess. It's a pigsty, baby. Pig style. <laughs> Amy Jo. Yes.
0: What are you recommending this week?
1: Well, uh, it's been in the news a lot that a lot of uh, First Nations communities have been hit particularly hard by COVID nineteen. So there's a lot of organizations you can donate to, but one that I found is called Navajo Hopi Solidarity dot org. That's N A V A J O H O P I Solidarity, which is spelled S O L I D A R I T Y dot org. If you'd like to <laughs> make a donation and uh, help out those communities. Jeff! Amy Jo. What are you recommending this week?
0: I'm so glad you asked. I'm recommending the film Tangerine, a comedy drama from director Sean Baker, who afterwards did The Florida Project, another great film. Uh, Tangerine follows trans sex worker Cindy, who discovers her boyfriend and pimp has been cheating on her. So she drags her friend and fellow trans sex worker Alexandra across Hollywood over the course of one long day to find him and (laughs) give him what for. Uh, It came out a while. Ago. it came out in 2015 which is closer to when i saw it but it just popped up on hulu and it's definitely an underseen film uh, and it's got some really incredible performances from first-time actors so if you're not seen it before you should check it out now and that's what we're recommending today
1: Da-da-da.
0: do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of email us at and almost starring at gmail.com and let us know
1: you can also find us on instagram at and Almost Starring. And if you dig in the show, head on over to iTunes and give us a little review and rating. Maybe a whole five stars even. <laughs> Maybe
0: even that just. That would
1: be real, if, real
0: appreciated. If, if you got the stars to spend, spend them on us. please. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan.
1: I'm Amy Jo Jackson. Thanks for joining
0: us to see who Almost starred. Don't get cheap on me, Dotson. <laughs>